1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OG's podcast right here on RotoGrinders.com, talking everything week three. Uh, week two is good to some of us. I know a lot of people out there. Uh, DFS was a struggle, a ton of injuries, uh, a ton of minds out there. We're going we're gonna to cover week two uh, real quick before we move on to week three. But let me bring in my boys, as always, notorious head chopper. Noda, we'll start with you. Sounds like you kind of had a week similar to I did. Uh, again, I mean, we lose a lot of big guys, uh, Saquon, McCaffrey, the list goes on and on. We both decided to play Tyrod Taylor, we know how that worked out. So uh, just one of those weeks, I'm ready to turn the page. I know you are. How you doing, my man?
2: Yeah, I'm still so recovering. Uh, it's one thing to have like an in-game injury or two in your lineups, but uh, for a guy to get hurt right before... Kickoff, I mean, that was something else. Uh, I was actually watching the game, uh, you know, on my phone, the little game tracker, and it says, uh, Herbert uh, completes the first pass. And what? Did I miss something here? Uh, So that wasn't uh, my best week. I I don't even know why I ended up on Tyrod. I wanted to get off of the kind of chalky build on DraftKings everyone had. The Kyler team with Devontae and then two 4K receivers. So I decided to play Mike Evans over one of the 4K guys and ended up having a pun quarterback. Anyway, uh, not a good week for me, but uh, yeah, let's get to Chop. He's got some better needs.
1: That's right. And I don't need to go over my week. Terrible week, uh, season long, uh, decimated, uh, Saquon and a ton of best balls. But, you know, no, nobody cares about all that. We know everybody's hurting out there. My man Chop with the big week. Chop, what's up, boy?
3: What's going on, man?
1: So tell us what? That's how it. did you? How did yeah? That that's it. I mean, tell us how you how you put it together. What what do we what did we win in week two? I mean, give the give. Not everybody was paying attention, chop. So let's uh I mean, let's sing your own praises here. for me. we'll I move on. I, I know you're not that kind of guy.
3: I get it. I but. don't like to do that, but you know, I just uh it's just like every week, you just narrow down your player pool, and you just gotta you just gotta be lucky and get the combination. You just. You got to put together a team. Once you get your players in order, you, get, you just got to have a roster that just doesn't have any dead spots on it. You just can't have that one guy that screws it up. And every every week there's always a ton of guys, landmines out there that will screw your roster up. Even if it's the defense just going for two points, you know, like a defense just going for like two or three points will, will mess you up in a big tournament like that. So you just got to get lucky and hope everything clicks and – then if you don't have any dead spots you hope that you have that one guy that one guy was Aaron Jones this week uh you hope you have that one guy and you hope you hope it, nobody else puts together a better roster than you and and so it was a very very close to the really big money but I'll gladly take take what I got this week it was a it was a fun fun week
1: yes it was good for you and uh our turn now and listeners turn uh moving on to week 3 so uh, we will not cover the Thursday night game, Derek, any quick thought? I know your team's playing and, and they've actually got to give them credit that they're, they're playing well, but Miami and Jacksonville uh, on <laughs> Thursday. I mean, th- this is for true diehards only here. <laughs> uh, and they're actually a favorite Derek, Cause this is going to be the one and only favorite all year for the Jags. Any quick thoughts here for the people on to you get you to talk about your team here. I uh, honestly
2: haven't even looked at it. Um, it should be a fun game, at least from a fantasy standpoint, though. You know, two bad defenses might be two of the worst defenses in football, so uh, it's going to be fun from you know a showdown slate perspective. But yeah, probably going to be the only time they're favored. And honestly, uh, every time I bet against them, they end up covering. So I'll bet against them again.
1: Yeah, they're three-point favorites in a 48-point total. So as ugly as that game looks for fantasy, it should be fun. Uh, Captain, all that stuff on DraftKings showdowns. We'll have you all squared away over on Roto-Grinders for that Thursday night game. But we are here to talk some main slate, a bunch of games once again here until we get into the buy gauntlet. So we'll give you our favorite plays. Uh, we'll take a look at some of our favorite bets as well, some stacks uh, and everything as we always do along the way. So let's get started, guys. The Vegas Raiders off an impressive Monday night win over the Saints, head to New England, take on the Patriots. Uh, was also a great game. That Sunday night game was a lot of fun. So Shop, well you did well. We'll keep the momentum going with you here, buddy. Uh two, two interesting teams here and uh DFS wise, uh, what are you seeing here, Raiders and
3: Patriots? Uh let me see here. gosh damn. Let me pull up my box score. All right. So, I mean, the most one, one of the glaring things I've seen this year is how impressive Cam Newton looks. So, got to give him credit. Uh he looks great this year, so uh, I'm on that train some more. They're letting him run. It's it's almost as if they know he's not going to be there next year, so they'll just pound him into the line. Uh, I like Cam Newton. Uh, man, I don't say this about many quarterbacks, but even in tournaments, this is a, this is a guy you can run out there with no wide receivers or tight ends. Yeah, you could you could do Edelman. That's fine, but this guy gets so much production on the ground, especially inside the five yard line, where he's their leading running back basically. So. You can run Cam Newton out there with, as, as the kids would say, you can run him out there naked, man. You don't need Edelman, certainly don't need Harry or Bird or anybody like that. So, uh, but with that being said, there's no running back on that team that looks good to me. Uh, so Cam Newton, Julian Edelman in the PPR format is fine. I mean, you could take a chance with Nikhil Harry. He looked better in week two. I expect him to keep getting better, so he's on the radar. Then on the flip side. Oh man, 2-0, oh, the Raiders started off, they, they look great this year, but I think this is where they meet their match going on the road against the Patriots. I don't see much out of the passing game and I think Josh Jacobs is a nice workhorse, but I don't see him getting there this week, so Raiders are kind of a fade for me.
1: All right, no, no, agree, disagree. I mean, it's hard to argue with Cam uh, playing very well and, and in week one, we saw him really look good on the ground and in that Seattle game looked really good through the air as well. I mean, he made some passes we haven't seen him make in quite some time. So uh, if you're going to get a dual threat guy like cam, I think he's got to be obviously near the top of our list here. Once again, this week price is creeping up, but a uh, big of upside is anybody out there.
2: Yeah. I mean, how great was the finish of that game? Pat's had the ball in the one yard line. They knew cam was getting the ball. The Seahawks knew cam was getting the ball. Everyone watching knew Cam was getting the ball. It just came down to execution. And, uh, Seahawks walked away with it, but a great game. Cam accounted for 444 of the 464 yards for the Pats, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Agree with Chop, one of the better quarterback options of the week. You can pair him up with Edelman, set a new career high in receiving yards. Kind of wasn't expecting that this early with Cam as his quarterback. And uh, I like Nikhil Harry as a sleeper. You know, he's been uh, getting a lot of targets right around the line of scrimmage, just hasn't broken one yet. So like him as a sort of a deep sleeper. And then the Raiders, yeah, I'm going to be fading them as well. Uh, I like Josh Jacobs. He's running really hard right now. Uh, Yards per carry haven't been there, but he's had some tough matchups, at least last week against the Saints. And the Pats defense, you know, their run defense hasn't been as good with all those guys opting out. But still have very good corners. So I don't really want to trust the passing game in this one.
1: Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of people go to Darren Waller, who, who looked great last night. But uh, you got to think New England's really going to go out of their way, take this guy out of the game, meet, meet, make some of these other guys beat him, the, the Rugs, the Edwards of the world. And, uh, Jacob's a, a fade for me here as well just just not a great matchup here I uh, like his involvement in the passing game but uh, mostly cam for me and I agree with chop I, I don't think you have to run him out with somewhere someone but uh, Harry does provide some good value so let's go to the betting window boys Patriots minus five and a half here at home uh, juice on that number so probably going to go to six here but we'll keep it at five and a half 48 on the total Derek
2: yeah, I'll take the Pats at home. You know, Raiders coming off that big win,
1: um, so I'll take the Pats. Do we have an update on the picks, by the way? We do. I was just gonna bring that up here. Uh, you boys, did, did a little bit over five hundred last week. Derek, you went seven and six last week, brings you to eighteen and eight on the season, so up ten units. Chop also seven and six, up two units, fourteen and twelve. My struggles not only were in DFS, but at the betting <laughs> window as well. Uh, so that just continues four and nine last week so don't listen to my this like I said go opposite of what I say you're gonna win some money here in my betting picks nine and 16 on the season so I might be doing some more abstaining here from the picks but we gotta turn it around eventually so chop you gotta pick on this game minus five and a half and 48.
3: I agree with Derek in that uh, New England at home coming off a loss I think they I think they put it on the Raiders.
1: All right, I'm going to go with you guys here. We do pretty well when we all agree, so hopefully I don't drag you down on this one, but I agree. I, I think the Patriots win this one uh, pretty handily. Let's move on to our next game, Chicago in Atlanta. What a collapse, Derek. I mean, the, the Falcons had that game won, the, the whole onside kick debacle. I mean, just a, a head scratcher there, how they lost that game. I saw there was a story some guy bet 35000 in game to win 1000 Uh, on the falcons so uh, (laughs) a tough beat on that one but uh, other side of the ball chicago Uh, they continue to pull out wins and and it's been ugly it's it's some guys disappearing anthony miller uh, takes a bagel this week a rob was disappointing but uh, montgomery got on track is this a trubisky spot And what do we do with atlanta Derek? i mean we, we continue to see ridley get it done julio disappointing last week you're willing to go back to the well there
2: Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty bad beat there. Uh, I thought you were gonna say he bet on the Cowboys in game because I would have paid pretty nicely. But <laughs>
1: that was yeah, chopped that, that did that.
2: <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Um, there was a golf story about that a couple weeks ago. But anyway, um, yeah, I like the Falcons. You know, you can pretty much uh, pick your poison here. Juzo Jones apparently had a hamstring injury last week that he was playing through. So uh, if that lowers his ownership, I think it's a good spot to buy low on him. I know the Bears' defense is pretty good. But anytime Julio's low-owned, I'll play him in tournaments. Fine with Ridley. I wasn't expecting him to have 70 fantasy points through the first two games. I like Hayden Hurst as well. I'm high on him this season. Uh, Tight end's kind of become one of the deeper positions in DFS, which is kind of crazy. Then Matt Ryan indoors is always a thing. Still no trust in Todd Gurley. Couldn't get anything going on the ground, even though pretty perfect game script last week. On the Bears side, I really want to play Trubisky in this passing game, but with Allen Robinson, uh, you know, not getting his contract and, you know, not being happy there in Chicago, I just don't know what I want to do. He would still be my favorite target in the passing game, but I just don't trust it. Um, It is a great spot, though, Uh, indoors, on the road. They're underdogs, and, you know, Trubisky hasn't played great, but he's shown upside at least in a couple of quarters this season. So I'm fine with him, but uh, not guys that I'm forcing into my lineups.
1: All right, Chop, let's go over to you. Uh, thoughts here. You, you more aggressive on this game. You feel the same as Derek. I, I'm leaning more towards Derek's side of things, but uh, any plays that really stand out here for you?
3: Ooh, standing out, no. As far, uh, well, I'll tell you what, in general standing out, there's one guy that stands out for me, and that's Julio Jones. I think uh, he's caught enough flack for dropping a pass that would have sealed the game, and he's going to absolutely destroy Chicago this week. I like the narrative right there. So I like Julio Jones, but the rest of it is kind of mundane. I mean, yeah, I want to attack the Falcons, but it's Trubisky, man. He's just not very good. So I don't know how much of that I can have. And on the flip side, I, I just think it's a Julio Jones week. And Todd Gurley, I mean, RIP Todd Gurley, man. He used yep. to be the guy. He he gave us a good season and a half, he but sure he's just, did. it's a done I, deal I really now. I really and he's did. he's gotta have the and I'm sure at some point in the year, he'll have the perfect game script, but he will ha- he has to have the perfect game script for him to be a guy anymore. And I don't think this is it.
1: Yeah. I think we got to pour one out chop. He he did us well there uh, in year one of the OG's pod, even though n- Derek would never play him. <laughs> he served his purpose. Yeah. He, he We got what we needed out of him, but I, I'm with you. I I think that the time has passed for, for Gurley just does not have that explosiveness anymore. Uh, passing game. He's, you know, not, not getting anything done there either. So I do like David Montgomery here. He looked good last week. I think he's going to get more opportunities uh, going forward uh, over a guy like Tariq Cohen. So uh, he still remains cheap, more, more so of a fan duel type play uh, just for the touchdown equity. You know, they're going to score some points, at least I hope they're going to score some points against this Atlanta defense, but uh, Montgomery's interesting. I think he's a decent uh, buy low here and I don't hate the Julio take uh, Ridley's been phenomenal, but it's only a matter of time uh, before Julio gets it going. So Shop. we got Falcons at home, minus three and a half, 48 on the total here.
3: Yeah, as long as, as, long as they're going to give me a Falcons game under 50 these days, I'm going to take the over. There's just uh, They've got too much offense and not enough defense, so I'm taking the over.
1: That's where I'm at as well. Uh, the Bears defense is solid, but uh, Atlanta's going to score some points, going to force Chicago to score points, close spread. Uh, I think they cruise over that 48. Derek, what do you got?
2: I'm going opposite you guys. I'm going to take that under. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah. I just don't really trust the bears offense. And if the Falcons don't really have to put up a bunch of points, I'll take the under.
1: All right. Under it is Uh next game, Cincinnati and Philadelphia, two teams uh, really struggling here uh, out of the gates, guys. Philly's kind of shocking. I mean, the Rams went in uh, and, and did whatever they wanted to do here. Uh, Cincinnati has at least put up a fight in some of these games came close in that week. One game uh, without that botched field goal. So, Derek, let's go to you here. Uh, Bengals led by Joe Burrow, obviously. Joe Mixon, uh, all the receivers there. Philly, it's, it's mainly been the tight ends. The return of Miles Sanders was great. Do we go back to him this week? Still looks a little bit too cheap on DraftKings at 6,400.
2: Yeah, I love the spot for Miles Sanders. Uh, no worry about his workload. Uh, last week, got 20 carries, seven targets. Uh, great matchup this week against the Bengals at home. Uh, I think you definitely go to Sanders this week. And then I really love the spot for Deshaun Jackson. He's getting a lot of deep targets, uh, racking up those air yards that Chop loves. Uh, only a matter of time before he, uh, you know, catches one of those bombs and finds the end zone. So uh, for me, it's Jackson and Sanders. Uh, you can't go wrong with Urchin Goddard, but, you know, again, tight end has become a very deep position with a lot of options. So uh, for me, Sanders and Jackson on the Eagles side. And Joe Burrows looked great for the Bengals. Um, he's going to be in positive game sp- scripts pretty much all season. Uh, I'm certainly fine with him uh, 22 targets so far for AJ green. I think he's kind of his favorite, uh, receiver option so far. So I don't mind, uh, pairing those two together in some large field stuff, but uh, for the most part, um, Bengals pretty low implied total. So we'll have a ton of exposure there.
1: Any interest in Drew sample? I mean, he's stepping into CJ Uzoma's role and I know he's more of a blocker, but we saw Higby go nuts against this team. Any interest there at 3,500?
2: If he was like the Jordan Reed price last week where he was 2600 then I would have a little more interest, I think.
3: All right,
1: Chop, let's go to you, Bengals and
3: Eagles. I like Drew Sample. Just, uh, yeah, it's not the cheapest of prices. But, man, just watching Joe Burrow, he likes his tight ends. Yes, he does. Uh, so, you got to give. he's a rookie, and that's kind of a security blanket. I'll give him on the PPR side. I, I think there's a chance for seven or eight receptions here against this defense, so – I don't mind Drew Sample. A.J. Green, like you said, once he's getting all the targets, he's just not there physically right now. I think he'll get better coming off the injury. But uh, he's not there right now. So he's getting the targets. But one day he'll snap out of this funk he's in physically and and they'll start – those targets will be more productive. But uh, for now, I don't know. Drew Sample and Tyler Boyd are probably my preferred plays here. Uh, On the other side there – I mean, the Eagles got to bounce back. They can't start off 0-3, and they know they know that. So they know their playoffs are almost already done if they start off 0-3. So I got to think it's a big bounce-back game for this offense. And, I mean, there's just so many weapons for them, Deshaun and Rager. Rager's getting a little action. Zach Ertz is still there. And Miles Sanders looked good last week. So I don't know, mix and match it any way you see fit. But I do think the offense is very productive this week.
1: All right, I'm going to plant the flag on Sanders here as my play. We mentioned him. Uh, Derek brought him up and talked about the price. But uh, this Bengals defense has really been gashed in the ground. I mean, week one, Eckler was decent. Josh Kelly found the end zone in his first game uh, last week against the Browns. Both Chubb and Hunt looked great in that game. So I just think he's about $1,000 under price here. So Sanders, big home favorite, uh, a guy I'm going to play a ton of here at 6400 Let's go to the betting window here. Chop, we got Philly minus six at home, 46 and a half on the total.
3: This is a tough one with that line. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over on this game. But, uh, you, you know, your Sanders take does scare me because I think they could find success on the ground and then kind of limit some possessions, and that's not good for the over ever. But I'll take the over.
1: All right. I am going to take Philly here. I, I do think it's a close game, but Philly pulls away at the end. They got to get things going here. They're clearly the better team. Uh, give me Philly minus six. Derek, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I'm with you beer. I like Philly at home. Uh, line open at five and a half already up to six could get up to, you know, six and a half or seven by the time tip or it kicks off.
1: All right, let's go on to two teams that have been decimated by injury, San Francisco and the giants. A little bit of breaking news here. Normally chops are our, our, our crack reporter, but uh Devontae freeman expected to sign with the giants so by the time you guys listen to this i'll uh, probably already be old news but uh, as long as the old COVID testing goes well sounds like freeman will be a new york giant so not sure if he'll be ready to go this week or not just something uh, to keep in the back of your head san francisco down raheem mostert tevin coleman so chop i'm gonna go to you here there are gonna be some popular plays uh, in this game some cheap giants running backs Dean lewis Uh, Wayne Gallman expected to be active here on the San Francisco side of things. Jarek McKinnon, 4,900. And I'm going to throw Jeff Wilson in here. I I think he could be a a sneaky guy uh, with everybody excited about McKinnon at 4,000. We've seen him be a touchdown vulture, a guy that comes in and and gets production out of nowhere. So thoughts on this game, obviously the loss of Barkley, it sucks to see it. He's out for the year. The San Francisco, not only down those running backs, they're still down Debo. Uh, We'll see on George Kittle, but, uh, just the walking wounded here, Chop. So value in those 49ers running backs, uh, which one do you prefer there?
3: That's going to be a huge question on Sunday is uh, – because like you said, everybody's going to gravitate to Jarek McKinnon. But uh, I, I did see some stat the other day that once those other running backs left the game, like Jeff Wilson out-touched Jarek McKinnon by a pretty wide margin, so – I mean I think McKinnon's super talented and he looks good this year but we're not in the coach's head we don't know what what's going to happen there so there's a chance Jeff Wilson is is the uh gets more touches this week but I'm still going to lean towards McKinnon and the talent on limit, on limited touches more limited touches than Wilson but it's going to be tough if Kittle comes back this week he's the guy I'm turning to if he comes back he should be healthy and should be okay and they just don't have any receivers, I mean, I know I want to believe one day Ayuk's going to be good, but i don't I just don't think he's there quite yet, so and Kendrick Bourne is kind of a to me a one trick pony right now, so if Kittle is back with the lack of running backs, I think George Kittle has a monster day, so that's the guy I'm leaning to and on the flip side over there, oh man, are we finally going to see Deion Lewis do something? I mean, like he signed that big contract, nope. No, yeah, I mean that's like we signed that big contract. I thought we ought to expected him to do better with his former team, but I mean somebody's gonna get a chance now. And uh I don't know. this 49ers defense, man, it's so decimated with injuries that somebody's gonna take advantage of it. It's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out, but uh I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn on who I want the Giants. Slayton is the best receiver, but Golden Tate's gonna get his fair share of uh Targets in this game, so and Ingram's just been a huge disappointment. I'm going to lean towards Golden Tate, I guess.
1: All right, I I really like Slayton. We, I don't, I don't disagree with Tate, especially if Shepard's down, the, the target tree is going to be a, a little more narrow. But Slayton's shown that connection uh, with Daniel Jones gives you the big playability, uh, and this San Fran D, like you said, kind of beat up. So, uh, Derek, let's go over to you. So, a lot of the same questions: San Francisco running backs, uh, any interest in Dion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, uh, the Giants running backs can, can we still play jordan reed at four thousand uh, up from 2600 if kittle is out again uh, and if kittle's back i agree with chop it's a smash spot so a lot of questions there buddy uh, just start rattling off uh, thoughts here on this game
2: uh yeah we got to talk about jimmy garoppolo too um you know they said he might have a chance to suit up this week so if he's out you know nick mullins um I the, bet, think the better will. quarterback of the team <laughs> yeah um that would just make this whole game just one of those large question marks. Um, You know, on paper, I like McKinnon more than Wilson, but I do think he's going to be pretty popular. So keep an eye on ownership throughout the week. Keep an eye on what, uh, you know, the coaches are saying about workload for those two. And then if Kittle's out, yeah, you can definitely go to Reed again if you want. Uh, Don't have a ton of interest in the receivers at the moment. Just don't really know where the ball is going to go. But if Kittle's active, either if it's Jimmy G or Mullins, uh, I'll have a lot of interest in him. And on the Giants side, not a lot to love. I kind of agree with you on Darius Slayton. You know, the Niners have always been tough on tight ends. And, you know, they're, they're without Richard Sherman. They could be without Jason Verrett again. So, I think it's a pretty good spot for Slayton to get going a little bit. But I won't be on Deion Lewis, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. No no, Deion. Chop, stay away from Deion Lewis. It's, you're just, hey, you're just, right. you're just um, walking into it. I mean, it, uh, let's assume Freeman's not even in there. I, I think the thing with Lewis and McKinnon is I don't I don't know that their roles are going to change and they're not going to become – you know, 15 carry backs. They're still going to get targets, which we know are more valuable, but I think you could see Wayne Gallman and Jeff Wilson being the guys uh, carrying the load here. So it's a game you're going to have to pay attention to the news all throughout the week. I mean, it's an ugly total. Uh, it's not one I would go out of my way to target, but uh, maybe some interesting leverage there with some of those running backs. So uh, Derek, let's go to the betting window here. Niners four point road favorites, 41 on the total.
2: I don't really want to bet either side, and with the Niners' defense being decimated, don't really trust the Giants' defense. So I'll take the over, even though you know both these teams are shorthanded offensively.
1: I'm gonna agree with you. It's a low number. I, I think the defenses are bad enough, uh, even as bad as the offenses might be, uh, that they'll still score enough points here to to cruise over that 41. So I'll go over as well. Chop. What do you got?
3: Uh, this is a. I like this game quite a bit. I'm taking the Giants. I like, this. I like this spread quite a bit. I'm taking the Giants.
1: All right. Chop, Giants, minor, plus four at home. All right. Next game, Houston and Pittsburgh. Houston uh, struggled at home against Baltimore. We, we saw Will Fuller uh, put up the bagel, one of, one of the many landmines that I stepped on in week two. Pittsburgh side of things uh, look good. Ben looked good. Deontay Johnson getting a ton of targets. Uh, James Conner back in there. Uh, looking like the guy that we've seen in the past. So, uh, Chop, I'm going to go to you here. I know you you tried to bury James Conner last week. Are are you still Mm. on your – your Conner is is wash take? Are you going back to the well here? And then uh, what do we do with this Houston side? Do we get a bounce back
3: from Watson and Will Fuller in a tough matchup here? Mm. My apologies, James, but, (laughs) like, if you watched it, like, it was, like, all that 106 yards or whatever it was, like, most of it came on one carry near the end of the game. And he just totally ran out of steam, and I don't know, man. I don't. I still think moving forward, it's it's a tough sell for me, man. He just he's so brittle. But uh, you know, now it's tough to evaluate. We're we're going into the third week, so now you got to start thinking about what you're seeing this year. So what did we see from Houston? A really good offensive game, or a good game from Will Fuller at least in week one against KC. Terrible in week two. But what do we see from KC? They gave up the production in week one, but they also gave up a ton of production last week to a rookie quarterback and uh, the Chargers and moving. So maybe it's the KC defense that's not is not tuned in right now and not that Will Fuller's really good or that the Houston offense is really good. So uh, for me, I'm going to lean towards maybe this Houston offense is really not that good right now. I can fade these guys. I think I can comfortably fade all these guys on the road against Pittsburgh who I have a lot of respect for that defense on the flip side. Yeah. I'm staying away from Connor because I, I still think he's going to lose snaps and touches to Benny Snell. You know, he's always a threat for an in game questionable tag to return. So uh, I think I'm leaning towards uh, Juju or Deontay. Deontay looks the part as a premier number two wide receiver, which Ben loves to target those guys. So Deontay's in play. Juju's my preferred option, but either one is good. And Chase, McCla- Chase-, Chase Claypool, watch out, man. He's a stud, too, and he's a he's a nice, nice one-off on FanDuel. Yeah,
1: it's not going to be long before he surpasses James Washington, in my opinion. I mean, he continues to make big plays down the field, and a lot of people want to say he's a tight end playing receiver, but uh, I like that call. And if he starts getting more opportunity, he'd rather be ahead of the curve than, than behind it. Once he does something, everyone else jumps on board. So, Uh, Plenty of ways to stack this Pittsburgh offense. Chop, I agree with you. I don't have any interest in the Houston side of things. I I love Will Fuller. I'm not going back to that well, even after a down game. I'm not going to David Johnson here. This defense is too good. Uh, If Houston beats me of all teams on the slate, so be it. But uh, a lot of interest in this Pittsburgh side, uh, mainly in that passing game and stacking it up a few different ways. Uh, Derek, your thoughts here? Any more optimism here for Houston? Uh, And then do you agree on Pittsburgh, uh, passing game, running game, or both here against Houston?
2: And make it three for three on the Houston fade. Uh, I do have interest in these Steelers defense. You know, we know Deshaun Watson takes a lot of sacks. He's got a little bit better of an offensive line this year, but they were pretty terrible in uh, pass blocking last year. Steelers, number one or number two in uh, DVOA against the run, the pass and adjusted line yards to the first two weeks. So I love the spot for them at home. And agree with you guys, uh, the touch or the running backs, I just don't really want to trust them right now. You know, Connor had 14 more touches than Snell last week. Doesn't mean that's going to continue this week. I uh, like Deontay Johnson, 23 targets to Juju's 14 in the first two weeks. Again, doesn't mean that's going to continue, but he is cheaper and uh, has similar upside. And then I think Eric Ebron, uh gets in the end zone for the first time with the Steelers. So uh, I'll play a little bit of him as well.
1: Yeah, there's a guy nobody's going to play. Uh, it's been somewhat the, the forgotten man. Everybody else seems to be putting numbers up. So uh, even at that prep 4,300, nobody's really going to want to play him. So. Uh, Great call there under the radar. All right, let's go to the betting window. Pittsburgh, minus three and a half at home. So this is one of those that seems wrong. Like I would have thought Pittsburgh minus six at least. So hopefully we're not stepping into a trap here. uh, Minus three and a half and 45 on the total. Derek, we'll go to you. Yeah, I'll eat eat the chalk with the Steelers. I don't really see why the line's this low, but maybe Vegas knows something we don't. I hate – it just feels bad, but I'm going Pittsburgh here as well. So, hopefully I'm not dragging down your record here, Derek, but uh, three and a half seems too low. It probably is. Like you said, Vegas usually knows something, but uh, I'm going to go with Steelers. Chop, what do you got?
3: It's a trap. I'm, a, I'm a abstaining from this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Man. It is. 0 and 0-2 uh, versus 2-0. I mean – yeah, that don't make any damn sense. Yeah, so. they're, they're they're setting you guys up. I'm, I'm right. saying right,
1: we'll see. Vegas is always right, so they're they're probably right here again. So maybe that should give us more optimism on Houston, but uh, maybe that changes throughout the week. But right now, tough to get too excited about that offense. So let's move on to our next game: uh, Tennessee and Minnesota. Tennessee survived a uh, tough, tough matchup from your Jaguars, Derek. Uh, got it done, Derek Henry. One of the biggest landmines for me. I was very, very big on Derrick Henry this week. I mean, he, the, the workload was there. Just, just the numbers and the touchdowns weren't there. Other side of the ball, this team looks horrific. I mean, there, there's no way around. Minnesota has just been terrible through two games. Uh, another tough test here. You know, although they go home, uh, this Tennessee offense led by Ryan Tannehill, another four-touchdown game, uh, playing well. So, Derek, let's go to you here. Titans on a roll. Minnesota struggling. Uh, what, what gives here? I mean, uh, I was pretty high
2: on Derrick Henry as well. And the worst part was, you know, all the Derrick Henry faders came out in Groves, you know, afterwards on Twitter (laughs) and nobody said anything about it before the game, but then everyone faded him uh, after he struggled. So that was rough, but look, he got the carries. It was a great game script, a great matchup. The touchdowns just came through the air and he didn't get any targets. So um, that's going to happen. I still think he was a good play. Um, I don't mind going back if he's going to be low owned. Uh, And that's pretty much it for me on the, Tennessee side, if A.J. Brown's back in 100%, I would have interest because the secondary is very beatable, but it doesn't even sound like, you know, he's going to be, you know, close to 100% if he even suits up. So probably just Terry Henry and just a few shares there. On the other side, love Dalvin Cook. Only 29 touches through the first two games, but the Vikings have been trailing big in both of those games. Uh, The Tennessee Titans haven't been great against the run through the first uh, couple of weeks. So I think it's a really good spot for Dalvin to get going and you can probably get him at fairly low ownership. I haven't checked uh, just yet, but I think uh, he could be fairly low on this week and I would continue to play uh, Adam Thielen in tournaments, but you know, he's never going to get the volume needed to be a weekly cash game target. So uh, GPP only for me.
1: All right, chop. I'm going back to Derrick Henry again, and maybe it's, you know, the, the thing you hear, Derrick Henry, you play him at the end of the year, but this is a Minnesota team. Uh, it's given up 158, 151 rushing yards in the first two weeks. So, uh, I'm going to go back to him. Hope there's minimal ownership there, uh, coming off the down game. Your thoughts here, Titans and Vikings.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, he's definitely going to be far less owned and even going to probably scrape the bottom of the ownership pool in general. So yeah, I like Derrick Henry. i bounce back here, man. A little bounce back, uh, You know, Tannehill's going to have those big games every, you know, four or five weeks. He's going to have those monster four touchdown games where he just gets everything. And Derrick Henry gets nothing when they get close in there or even farther away. So I don't think it's going to happen two weeks in a row. I like Derrick Henry. I'm with you there. And we'll, we'll see how the injuries play out with AJ Brown. But um, if he's out or limited, I will go back to Corey Davis and John New Smith. Those are Smith is a, Smith is a beast, man. At tight end, if, he just gets uh, a little bit of playing time or or the target share that he probably deserves, well, he's a monster, man. He's gifted for sure. On the other side, Minnesota, this has got this has got to be it for them. Like the defense is not good. I don't expect it to get good overnight, but the offense has got to answer the bell here. I think they do something against Tennessee's defense. I think Adam Thielen finally has a, a good game from beginning to end, not just a garbage time like he did against Green Bay, but actually picks it up in the first quarter and, actually has a good game here. I think this is kind of Minnesota's last stand for the season. You lose here, then you start talking about hot seat for Mike Zimmer, Zimmerman and all that other stuff. And so I think this is their last stand. I expect them to be pretty competitive, and it starts with dealing.
1: All right, Chop, let's see if you put your money where your mouth is. Titans minus two and a half, forty-seven and a half 47 and on the total. Two and a half?
3: Two and a half. Man, I would love to buy that extra half point. And get it up to three at home, but I'll just flat out take Minnesota on the two and a half. Uh, yeah, I just this is it, man—the last stand for them. Would you like to make a bonus
1: money line wager at plus one fifteen?
3: Uh, no, it could be, be off the record. We'll, <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep it off the sheet. I'm just going to stick with the two. I, I really want to. If I if I'm if I'm going to my old sports book right now, which I'm not because I'm I'm in Texas, we're not legal technically, but uh I'm buying that extra half point. A three-point dog at home looks really good. I'm taking the
1: Titans here. I mean, they're, they're the way better team. I, I agree with what you said. Minnesota's got to get it going. I don't know that they have the talent to get it going. Uh, the defense is terrible. The secondary is awful. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a game manager. I like Thielen. I like Cook, but uh, this team is not very good. And, and the Titans, they kick some of those field goals. They whoop up on Denver. I, I know they barely survived last week, but they are clearly the better team. I'm going Titans here. Derek, what do you got?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you beat the Jags, you're a pretty good team. In my <laughs> um, give me the over. I think the Vikings are going to score some points at home and I don't trust their defense. So I think the Titans are going to score some points as well.
1: All right. A couple more games here in the early window. And then boys, we get five, four o'clock games, 405, 425. late window, five games. So we got two more here in the early window uh, before we move on to that, that afternoon slate, Washington And Cleveland here, Chop. Uh, Redskins got ugly in Arizona. I mean, McLaurin got there. Logan Thomas put up some numbers. Uh, Antonio Gibson finds the end zone. Cleveland uh, finally looks better on offense. Uh, We saw the running backs go crazy here. So, uh, interesting matchup here, Chop. What do you got here for Redskins? I keep saying Reds for football team and Browns.
3: Yeah, McLaurin got there just one catch too much for me man just one catch too much for me at the end of that game one less catch and it's, it's Oh that it's, was that was the thing that did it It was one of the it was one thing that it uh bumped me down 50k uh, yeah damn So but damn it's,
2: Terry McClure.
3: but he he was one of my players I liked so uh I can't I can't fault he was on my cash game team on DraftKings so not quite the same uh you know apples to oranges but it's all good uh, I like the Washington I like the Washington football team and what they're doing in general. I, I think McLaren's a big-time weapon, and Logan, Logan Thomas is a weapon, and Antonio Gibson will eventually – they'll find the right role for him. I don't think it's a straight running back. Some guys just aren't – just aren't meant to be at a certain position that you're trying to jam them in. Like I made fun of Davis Maddock the other day when he was talking about Christian Kirk for Arizona. Maybe, you know, maybe Christian Kirk's not a wide receiver. Yeah, I think he's a great player, a great talent. He may be like a Cordell Patterson, though, man, where he's like a running back. Maybe he's best suited as a running back. I don't think Antonio Gibson's best suited as a straight-up running back. So, I think he's more of a hybrid. They need to use him the right way. Until then, I won't I won't be playing him. But McLaren always looks good. I'll take some McLaren here. Uh, Logan Thomas again. Pass on Haskins. On the flip side, that sets up for another good game from Baker, Baker to Odell. I think they're getting a little rhythm there, a little Baker to Odell. I like it. That's number one guy. I, the the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're still going to split carries, goal line, everything. They're just splitting it. So I don't know if I want to take another chance that they just run right through Washington like this. So uh, I'll probably pass on the running backs, but I want me some Mayfield to Odell. All
1: right, Derek. Let's go over to you here. Uh, Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I I agree with a lot of what Chop said. I I I don't have a whole lot of optimism for this game overall. Uh, I do think Cleveland can put some points on the board but uh, if it's those two guys running the ball th- this front is pretty stout here so maybe it is Baker maybe it is Odell maybe we're forgetting about Landry uh your thoughts here on this game
2: Yeah going to be fading uh, both backfields here uh, you mentioned Washington's front seven very good uh, they've been tough on running backs so far they did uh, you know let Kyler Murray run for a lot of yards but um you know we we're only really expect that from Baker so uh, I like uh, Odell to beat this secondary deep I had a pretty good game last week and then on the other side uh, the Browns cornerbacks have been banged up so Terry McLaurin could get uh, or keep going anyway and then Logan Thomas I love the spot for him he's already had 17 targets through the first two weeks and the Browns are dead last in fantasy points allowed to tight ends through the first two weeks so it seems like a really good uh, spot for Thomas
1: yeah, even at an elevated price, I don't think it's gone up enough. I mean, he's, he's a big part of this offense, 17 targets uh, through two games. Nothing to sneeze at here for Logan Thomas, so I like that call. Uh, how about a bet here, Derek? We got Cleveland minus 7, 44 on the total. I don't
2: love the 7. Uh, I would probably pick Cleveland if I was going that way, but I'll take the over.
1: I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go under here. Uh, We know Washington's offense can struggle and maybe that front seven does enough to harass Baker where they struggle a little bit as well. I'm going to go under
3: 44. Chop. You know, not to be too long-winded here, but I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine named Barton, right? We, we, We make some bets every once in a while and I can nail the college bets, man. I'm pretty good at college football betting because there's some there's some inefficiencies there you can, you can get a hold of. And he asked me about NFL, and I said, man, I don't even bet the NFL because it's just, they're just too good at setting spreads. It's just too, too, too tough. So I don't even bet NFL. But in this game, it reminds me of this game because I'm going to take Washington plus the points because I think it comes down to 7, 10, 14 at the end of the game. But I think Washington – He's going to sneak one backdoor touchdown like they did last week. They didn't cover last. They didn't bust the spread last week. But I think they backdoor a bust of the spread because it, seven's a big number in the NFL. So I'm going to take Washington.
1: All right. Last game in the early window. We got Rams and Bills, uh, two teams that have looked very good early on. Uh, hell, Josh Allen uh, looking like an MVP front runner here, Chop. Uh, just killing it week in and week out. Now a little bit tougher test here, but at home, against the Rams, and the Rams look good as well. I mean, big win at home against the Cowboys, go on the road uh, and beat up on Philadelphia. Uh, should be an interesting game, a fun game to watch. Uh, what about DFS? Where are we going there?
3: I think it's a great game for, to watch and for DFS. Uh, for the Rams, the Rams look good. We'll see if Jared Goff can carry this over here on the road, like a really weird environment up there in Buffalo. So we'll see how that plays out. But I like, I like Jared Goff, the number one guy in this offense. I mean, I know, I know Tyler Higby got the touchdowns, but Robert, Robert Woods is the wide receiver they want to feature right now. So, like me some Robert Woods. Uh, the running backs, eh, I'll see what Cam Akers looks like on the injury report. If he's out, then maybe I can lead Malcolm Brown a little bit. But otherwise, because Akers did leave that game last week, and I don't think he returned either. So, uh, maybe that's a little bit more for Malcolm Brown. Otherwise, I don't want to touch that. But Woods, Higby, those are your two guys mixing a little bit of cup. On the flip side, that's where it's really interesting because now you're going to get Diggs probably shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Then these are tough to figure out right here because uh, you know Ramsey shadowed Amari Cooper week one. Cooper, I don't want to say he destroyed him, but he put up a really nice line on him. I think he caught 10 10 catches on him, so no, no reason why Diggs couldn't do that. But people will shy away from him thinking he's going to be shadowed by Ramsey, which I don't know. So, uh, But I think Josh Allen has a good game here. And the thing about him is, is it's either digs, but he's got a great weapon on the other side, John Brown, who he's not scared to use. So I think you can stack Josh Allen with either one of those guys and feel good about it. Don't want the running game for Buffalo. I think that's kind of a lost cause with the way they're splitting carries. So I don't mind a Josh Allen stack here. Pick a receiver.
1: Yeah, it's tough to get excited about either of these running games. You, you mentioned the the injury to Akers, a rib cartilage injury. So does, that don't sound too pleasant. I would assume he's going to miss another week here. Uh, Brown also exited that game. Daryl Henderson uh, entered the equation and looked pretty good. But uh, three guys there and then Singletary Moss it looks like a, a right down the middle kind of split. So uh, running back's out for me. But I like the Allen call, you know, and and Brown and even Beasley's getting targets. Uh, in this offense Dawson Knox kind of beat up so maybe he misses even more targets to go around so uh, Derek does the Josh Allen MVP show continue here against the Rams I mean we've seen him do it against the
2: Dolphins and Jets so uh, if he can do it against the Rams and Aaron Donald uh, then I'll definitely be a believer I mean I still you know think he's been off to a great start so uh, toughest matchup so far can't wait to see what he does uh, against the Rams probably won't be playing him in DFS. Um, I, I just like other options a little bit more at his price point, but uh, I do want to see, you know, how many times Stefan Diggs runs routes from the slot, uh, if they've been using him from the slot at all this year, because he could avoid Ramsey, at least, uh, you know, for some of his snaps there, and then uh, if he does, you know, I, then I'll have some interest there. Going to be avoiding the backfields, like you mentioned, and for the Rams, uh, or sorry, for the Yeah, for the Rams, the only guy I would really look at is uh, Tyler Higby. You know, he's coming off that three touchdown game, which isn't great, but uh, the Bills did give up 130 yards and 11 receptions to Mike Jasicki last week. So uh, I think I have more interest in this game to watch than I do to target. All
1: right, let's see if you want to bet on it, Derek. Buffalo minus two and a half, a little bit of juice on them here, and 47 and a half on the total. I will take the under. Under it was the bet I was thinking as well. Uh, I just think these, these defenses can kind of keep the other offenses at bay. I, I know the Rams just went nuts against Philly, but th- this is a big test in Buffalo, uh, even without the fans and everything there. I'm, I'm going to go under here as well. Uh, Chop, what do you got?
3: Very, very solid, just for the sake of kind of doing something different. I think I want Buffalo here at home. I, I, think, they can, I think they're going to win this game.
1: All right, before we move on to the afternoon games, guys, last week in the books, it's time to review the tape and prepare for this week. No better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to the excitement of this week, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. So guys, if you haven't tried it yet, you've been listening to us for years, you've probably already tried it, but if you haven't, head to the app store now because you don't want to miss this. All you do, you draft your lineup and you feel the sweat like our boy Chop had last week, like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. Very simple. You pick your lineup, standard salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition, including us. We'll be out there. Come get some against the three of us. But nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. And DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash. So guys download the DraftKings app now and use code DFF for a limited time. New users can get a shot at millions of dollars. Absolutely free this week. Don't miss out on the week three action. Enter code DFF to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code DFF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, all right. Five game afternoon slate. Let's move on to that. Here we start off with Carolina and the Chargers. Chop will go to you. Uh, obviously, a huge blow here, losing Christian McCaffrey for this Carolina offense. Uh, looks like Mike Davis is going to be the guy. Kind of picked up some garbage time towards the end of that game. And Chargers side of things, back to Tyrod Taylor. Are they going to roll roll with Justin Herbert? What, what, what's going to happen there? These Chargers running backs look great last week, so. Uh, More optimism for this Chargers offense, I think, with with Herbert under center, but uh, they're still saying Tyrod's the guy. So, Chop, break it down, Panthers and Chargers.
3: Um, You know, after some of that other news started rolling in on Monday, some of the other injuries that we we weren't even 100% sure of, I just thought, man, we're going to have like a week 17 in the middle of the football or in the beginning of the football season. This is going to be like a week 17 with all these injuries and trying to figure out what – what role players are going to step up. It's going to be weird, but yeah, that's a massive, massive blow for Carolina. So, um, I mean, Mike Davis, I, I, I imagine is starting. I don't know how much interest I have in him because I don't think Carolina keeps it particularly close. I don't know how much of a running game they're going to need if once they get behind the chargers and they weren't even checking down that much to McCaffrey. So who, why would they do it to, with Mike Davis? So, I don't know, man. I think I stick with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, to get some garbage time here and play some catch-up. And on the flip side there, don't know who the quarterback is for the Chargers. I don't want either one of them anyway. This is a – I could just – I want a one-off Keenan Allen or maybe one-off Mike Williams. I think the most interest I have here is some Eckler. But FanDuel, I have a lot of interest in Joshua Kelly. Yes. Uh, That's going to be a touchdown machine. He looked like he was getting – I know Justin Jackson was a little bit banged up last week, but Joshua Kelly against this Carolina team seems like a matchup made in heaven.
1: 23 carries last week for Kelly. So yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. And what about that? I'm just going to throw this out here. Chop, I want your reaction to it. We'll go to Derek, but maybe they use Curtis Samuel. In more of a role like we saw at Ohio State and Chop, you're a college football fan. You know exactly what I'm talking about. They they use this guy all over the field. He played running back. He played receiver. Mike Davis is priced up a little bit. So kudos to DraftKings for getting him up to 5100. But is it getting too cute? Assuming Curtis Samuel might take on some of this Christian McCaffrey workload at 4000.
3: No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's too cute. I think that's a very, very shrewd GPP play because you've got outs. Even if he doesn't take on more of a role, uh, you still got outs. He still got eight targets in week one, so you still you can still get you there via that that method. And then if he does get some of those touches out of the backfield, oh man, yeah, you be in good shape. I don't mind that. That's actually a pretty good play.
1: All right, Derek, what do you got here? Panthers and Chargers. Yeah,
2: you have to think outside of the box to win some of these big tournaments. So uh, definitely like that, Samuel Call. uh, Really cheap price point, like you mentioned. Going to be avoiding Mike Davis, I think. You know, he's never been a guy that gets a ton of carries in the backfield. Um, He did catch eight passes last week, you know, kind of in garbage time, and we could see some of that this week. But he's expensive enough that probably going to have to find the end zone in order to pay off that price point. Just not sure their offense is going to be that good uh, on the road against the Chargers. whose defense is still pretty good, even though they're missing a couple guys. And then I agree with you guys on Joshua Kelly on FanDuel. I definitely like Austin Keller, uh, Austin Eckler on uh, DraftKings. And hopefully Herbert's uh, the quarterback because he did target the running back seven times last week. And uh, he loved Keenan Allen as well. Um, Targeted him over 10 times. When Tyrod got the start, you know, he kind of went to Mike Williams more than Keenan. So kind of just depends on who starts there and. I wonder if they're just kind of saying Tyrod's going to be the guy and they'll keep him questionable and they'll just let uh, Herbert, you know, draw a couple of starts in a row, see how he looks, and then make a decision from there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. So for me, uh, it's going to be all about the running game. We've seen Carolina just get thrashed uh, each of the first two weeks. So Eckler and Kelly for me.
1: Yeah, it's about the best matchup you can ask for uh, on paper for the running backs. And there may be room for both of them to get there, or it's simple as uh, Eckler and DraftKings Kelly on FanDuel. But I really like both of those guys here as home favorites. So, Derek, we get the dread at six and a half here on the line. Chargers, uh, six and a half point home favorites, 44 in the total. I, I'm going to go over here on this game. Carolina's defense is that bad, uh, but I do think they'll score some points. Uh, maybe it's garbage time, but uh, that total seems a little lower than I thought it would, so I'll go over 44. What do you got here? We'll be
2: smashing the Chargers here. Get the adjusted line, like 13 and a half, and take it. There you go.
3: Chop, what do you got here? Chargers, oh, Panthers. I like that. I like that. In fact, I uh, got a little, a little thing with a buddy of mine, Zazzy, call him Zazzy, right? We do this ladder thing. Uh, like he's got a FanDuel or DraftKings account, whatever it is, where you, uh, we do it for NBA where like if the quarter, man, I don't want I don't know if I should give out all these secrets, man. Just, <laughs> just,
1: give, just give us like cliff notes.
3: Boy, this is and what's is, the
1: guy's name? It's Chops. Zazzy, is Zazzy. Zazzy. I mean, that's the best, that's the best part of the story <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. So that's a guy I could party with, and I don't yeah. even know.
3: Cliff notes. Yeah, I like what Derek says. If you think the Chargers are gonna blow them out, look at the alternate lines. And like sometimes FanDuel or DraftKings will have them at like start off at minus six, which is the regular line. Then then you could take them at minus seven, seven and a half, eight, whatever the alternate lines are. It like ladders up. And you get more, like at a certain point, you'll start pulling back plus 110, plus 120, plus 140, you know, kind of stuff like that. And so uh, do the alternate line. Just ladder it up, man. Ladder it up to where you, you start at like seven and you go all the way up to like 13. And and if they blow them out, you're going to hit every number on the board for the char- – I like the Chargers too, by the way. I'm taking the Chargers minus the points. I think there's a blowout spot. All right, let's put you
1: guys to the test here. I have the alternate lines in front of me. So uh, we're going to go to Chargers minus 10, plus
3: 150. Oh, baby. You're talking dirty now. All right, <laughs> I, you're, like you're still I like it. I like it. All
1: right, Chargers minus 12, plus 195. You still um, in
3: there? Personally, like if I was doing that, and it's purely entertainment, but if I was doing that, I would start off at like minus minus seven. And I'd take every line, 7 to 13 would be my cut cutoff point. I'd take every line and put – instead of putting like 100 on minus 7, I'd go like 10, 10, 10, 10, you know, all the way up the board there. Is where right. I would... just, just just for entertainment. Because you, you, once you start getting into plus 150s, now you're making some – now you're bringing back some pretty good money.
2: Here, scroll all the way to the bottom. Give me that
1: one.
3: All right, I'm going to give you a few in between. Chargers
1: minus 14 is plus 255. Take the 13 and a half. 13 and a half is plus 230. They have 17 at plus 380. The the highest one they have chargers minus 19 and a half plus 480. Which they also have plus Easy. 480 on minus 19, which doesn't make any sense. Just take the minus 19 <laughs> and call it a day. But yeah, that, that's that's not a bad one there. If you think they're gonna roll here, uh yeah, I, I like that. So well, a little added bonus content for you here. no no, no good call there, and uh zazzy maybe we can bring him on the show one day chop and, and walk us through the, this ladder bet but yeah, he uh, should have kept
3: track of our uh he should have kept track of our bets and then he could have come on at the end of the year
1: yeah because i need some help so maybe i need to get in touch with zazzy here give me give me some winners here but let's move on we got four games left here in week three we got jets uh and colts uh jets are a hot mess right now chop uh the colts uh beat up on an, on an ugly minnesota team but Uh, At home here, I think the big story uh, was Jonathan Taylor getting it done uh, on the ground and and the disappearance of Naheem Hines, who who was very involved uh, in week one. Paris Campbell goes down to injury. So uh, is it Pittman who steps up who looked great last week? Uh, Does T.Y. actually catch a touchdown? Uh, That's in his hands? So uh, mainly here, what are we doing with the Colts? I I don't think you have any interest in in the Jets side. If you do, uh, please elaborate because I'm not seeing anything over there.
3: Uh, we starting with me. We're starting with you, buddy. Okay, Jets. Uh, I mean, if if Crowder's back, I guess, you know, that's a guy you can look at because they just don't have much else. Uh, well, I don't know if I could ever go back to Herndon right now until they start letting him, st- start targeting him in passing game. He's blocking a little bit too much, but I don't know if I could He was mega chalk last week too, man, and he just completely busted, but Uh, Yeah, other than Jameson Crowder, not much on the Jets. For Indianapolis, you know, Taylor, like the uh, Jets gave up that big 80-yarder to Mostert to start the game. Otherwise, they've had a really good run defense, and they kind of buckled down after that, too, against the run. So I don't know what to make of Taylor. Maybe – I don't know. I don't know what to make of Taylor there. I got to still dive into that. But I think think the Michael Pittman thing, I think you're on to something right there. Michael Pittman is a guy that – Probably the most talented wide receiver they got. They loved him in the training camp. From what I was reading, um, he didn't get much run in week one. I was a little bit surprised. I, I thought he might be the guy, but it was it was uh, the injured guy. I forget his name. That Paris they, Campbell. they Paris yeah, Campbell. Paris Campbell was kind of took on that that role for Phillip Rivers. But Pittman's in there now. They got no. They got to play him. I think they like him a lot. I like the Michael Pittman call. He'd be my main focus on the Indianapolis Colts this week.
1: And Paris Campbell was officially put on IR, and that, that's not the same as IR in the past. That's it, just a three-week thing. Uh, could be longer, obviously, but uh, does clear one guy out of the way uh, for Pittman, who played a ton of snaps last week. So uh, definitely interest there uh, for me as well. Uh, Derek, what do you got here, uh, Colts and Jets?
2: So the Jets have been kind of a pass-funnel defense over the last couple of years, but uh, hard not to go back to Jonathan Taylor. Ten and a half point uh, home favorites. Uh, You know, I I think it's a really good spot for him. 28 touches last week. So I'll go back to him. I like the Pittman call. And then if Jack Doyle's out, uh, don't mind going back to Mo Alley-Cox. Ended up having over 100 yards last week for the Jets. uh, Yeah, everyone's banked up. You know, no uh, Le'Veon Bell. And then Crowder, Perryman, Hogan, all questionable. Uh, If they're all out again, I'll – I'll go back to Herndon. I don't mind him. I know he's been blocking a lot, but I don't mind him at that price. And then Braxton Berrios had a decent week last week filling in for everyone else. They're going to be trailing. So if you need some cheap plays over the middle, uh, we know the Colts like to, you know, play that Tampa too, where they keep everything right in front of them. So don't hate those two as values.
1: I was trying to find a number. Pittman played 67 snaps last week. So played more than, than Pascal was in on 59, who maybe that's another one, but uh TY down at 42 snaps. So A guy that was on the field a lot. We know Phillip Rivers uh, likes that kind of receiver. There was a lot of Pittman, Vincent Jackson comparisons all throughout the summer. So uh, just a name to keep an eye on. A guy that's cheap, uh, I would definitely have uh, in my player pool. So, Derek, you mentioned that big number on the Colts. Uh, Let me pull – I'm still in this this Chargers thing here. Let me pull out of this here, go back to the lines. So 10-and-a-half was the – hold on here – tap yep, 10 and a half, 43 and a half on the total Derek. So we'll go to you here. For the longest time, it just seems
2: like uh Philip rivers, a uh, little bit of a point shaving going on there. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this 10 and a half number.
1: Um, give me the under he's taking the under, I'm going to take the jets here. I, I think they, uh, they put up an effort here and it, it just, this is narrative, but it always seems like the Colts, I don't know if he's shaving points, maybe that'll help me here, but it always seems like the Colts are big home favorites. They, they don't ever cover. So uh, I think the Jets can do enough here. As bad as they've been uh, to keep this one closer, maybe they come in at the end. So give me the Jets, plus 10 and a half. Chop, what do you got?
3: Too big of a number in the NFL, man. Too many ways that they can bust that spread. I'll take the Jets.
1: Would you like to make a ladder bet on the Jets? No, I wouldn't do that. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, next game, uh, Detroit and Arizona. Detroit, another team, uh, got off to a good start, uh, and then things crumbled. Green Bay Hanley beat them. Arizona uh, got the job done at home, and, and Kyler Hopkins continued to look great. So, uh, Chop, I know you've been on this bandwagon of Hopkins not not struggling with his new team, and we've certainly seen him uh, play well in another good matchup here. So, do we just continue to roll Kyler Murray out there each and every week?
3: Yes. Yes, the price, is, price increased, I think, by about 700 this yep. week, but it's still not enough to uh, drive me off of him. It's just too much rushing upside with him. And so, uh, yeah, you run Kyler out there again. The big question this week is uh, will Kenyon Drake, who had kind of a rough game last week, bounce back this week? I think he does so maybe that limits the Kyler Murray running a little bit because they just couldn't get anything going with Drake last week on the ground so maybe that limits him a little bit but Murray, Drake, DeAndre Hopkins gonna be your three targets almost week in and week out with this offense this week being no exception in fact this week being something you against Detroit at home I would want to go even more in on them so I like those guys uh yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I'm Christian Kirk's gonna pop in some of the optimizers, you know, just because. <clears throat> but I don't believe in him right now, so it's just Hopkins for me. And then on the other side, Detroit, you know, a nice little. I think I think this is a nice bounce back spot for Detroit. Detroit's offense, at least uh, they should get Kenny Galladay back. That obviously gonna help Stafford. They get Galladay back, Stafford is in play, and I would pair him with Galladay or Marvin Jones, and then that'll give him three big weapons: Hopkinson. Galladay and Jones so that would be good don't I'm not touching that Detroit backfield no way no how not against this run defense but I wouldn't touch them even against Carolina probably you know we saw on Johnson get the first touchdown on the ground last week I saw DeAndre Swift saw Adrian Peterson that's just too much for DFS purposes to be playing around with so it's all about the passing game assuming Galladay comes back
1: yeah, as far as those running backs, I agree. If, if you are going to play one, I, I think it's got to be Swift. He, he's the guy that's going to be involved in a passing game if they're playing from behind. But but with Galladay back, how many targets are even there? Let's go all the way back to week one of last season. TJ Hawkinson put up that monster game. The only game he put up uh, any significant numbers was this same game uh, in Arizona, where Detroit looked good, somehow blew the lead like they tend to do, uh, and ended up in a tie game. But uh, Hawkinson against this Arizona team, Uh, In a good spot, and I love the Drake this week. Uh, At home, only 6,000 on DraftKings, uh, 20 carries in that last game, a tough matchup uh, with that Washington front, like we mentioned. And uh, Aaron Jones just went ham against this Detroit team. So I know Chase Edmonds is involved. He's getting targeted. Uh, But Kenyon Drake at 6,000 on DraftKings is an absolute steal. So uh, love him uh, as one of my favorite plays of the week. Derek, Lions, Cardinals, what do you got?
2: Agree with everything you guys said on the Cardinals. It's a spot not to get cute, play Kyler, play Drake, uh, play Hopkins. I think all three of them are elite plays. Um, don't think I'll go to Kirk. If you want to throw him in some MME lineups, I get it. He's going to get some deep shots. It's a pretty bad secondary. Uh, and then for the Lions, if Galladay is 100%, I do think it helps us offense for sure. Like the Hawkinson call, we know Cardinals have long struggled against tight ends. They've been pretty good this year, uh, but haven't faced you know an elite one just yet. So like the Hawkinson call quite a bit.
1: All right, to betting-wise, let's see. We got Cardinals minus 5.5 at home, Derek, 54.5 on the total. Yeah, it's a big number.
2: <laughs> That's definitely a massive total. Uh, I think the Lions are going to try to slow it down, but
1: they're not going to be able to, so they're going to have to air it out. I will take the Cardinals. I am also going to Cardinals here. I, I think they're a touchdown better. This Detroit team just just looks lost. So uh, their season uh, almost, you want to say, on the line here. They need a win here, but – I still think the Cardinals get it done uh, pretty handily. So give me the Cardinals at home. Chop.
3: I will read you a tweet Kenyon Drake sent out. All right. Let's hear it. It says, LOL, if you're mad about my fantasy output the first couple of games, drop me and bless someone else in your league. You can push your chips all in on Kenyon Drake this week now. For sure. (laughs) I'm I'm taking the over. Lots of offense. Lots of Kenyon Drake. Give me the over.
1: I might even might pair him up with that Cardinals defense. A little, little, little,
3: little stack there. You could I pair mean, him up with Kyler Murray. Why not? I mean, he you catches do some that, lessons. too. Yeah,
1: I don't hate that either. So plenty of ways you can go here, uh, with the Cardinals. So let's move on. Shop. We got your Cowboys in action. I'm gonna go to Derek first, and we'll come back to you. I mean, this this is probably the game of the week here. A total even higher uh, than that last one at 55 and a half. Cowboys travel to Seattle. Uh, to take on Russell Wilson and, and Derek, he just continues to get it done. Another impressive performance uh, on Sunday night against the Patriots. Uh, Dallas with that amazing comeback uh, to win against Atlanta. So uh, this one should be a lot of fun. Uh, this one's going to be the one everybody stacks up a million different ways. So uh, anyone to avoid here, anyone you're, you're going overweight on, how do we get different in this game?
2: And we said it last week about the Falcons, Cowboys stack it up, and uh, that certainly helped. Uh, if you stack that game, even though uh, it was kind of a weird game script where the Cowboys got behind early, you know the stacks ended up getting there. So, see the similar thing in this one. You know the Seahawks are letting Russ cook, and he is might be one of the might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's just been awesome. Uh, you gotta love him in this spot against the Cowboys. You can pair him up with Lockett, pair him up with Metcalf. I think both are awesome plays. Chris Carson already has three receiving touchdowns this year um, so he's kind of a weapon out of the backfield uh, when he's not just running the ball so everyone didn't play on the Seahawks and kind of the same thing for the Cowboys you know Mari Cooper does not have the best road splits I probably won't have a ton of him CeeDee Lamb 10 targets last week over 100 yards uh, I like going back to him don't mind going back to Gallup and he's kind of the forgotten guy in this offense especially with Schultz getting 10 targets I don't really think that's going to continue so Uh, Give me Lamb and Gallup, and then you can always play Dak and Zeke.
1: All right, Chop, Cowboys on the slate here. I don't think we've talked about them this year. So uh, it should be a fun game here. So same question. Everybody's obviously going to be targeting this game. How do we do it differently uh, in our tournament builds?
3: Yeah, tough, tough. Because uh, on on Seattle, it's pretty much the same characters every week. It's, you know, Carson, Metcalf, and Lockett with Russell and – they're letting Russell cook this year, I guess. And to be honest with you, everybody in the league is cooking against Dallas's defense this year. They're just, they're just not good right now. I don't know what the problem is, besides a couple of injuries, but that shouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, so you play any of those, I don't know how I can get different on Seattle. Whew, but uh, on the Dallas side, maybe, like you said, Amari struggles a little bit more on the road, the splits say. Maybe there is something to that. So maybe we go Gallup, who's had a really poor first two weeks. Maybe he has a big week three here on the road. So Gallup will be the least owned out of the three wide receivers. Uh, so maybe Gallup's the way you get different. But I, honestly, this is one of those games where you can stick a, a rule into the, or a grouping into the lineup HQ saying you want four players or five players from this game on, on these 10 lineups you're about to create or something and just stack this thing all kinds of different ways because, Games like this can win you a GPP for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't see either defense uh, doing much to stop the other team. And I, I love the Gallup call. We we saw all three of those guys ha- have decent ownership last week, but uh, I think people are going to get sick of rostering Gallup after two down games. But uh, he could be the, the leading receiver here easily. CDs look great. Uh, Cooper, like you said, those splits are a little bit concerning. And the price on Gallup down up to $5,500. So uh, I like that call a lot. So as far as betting wise, I mentioned the total. A fifty-five and a half, four and a half uh in favor of Seattle here on the line, shop.
3: Oh oof, man. I'm gonna say that after after everything that happened this past weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dallas here to hang in this. I I think they hang within a field goal here. So I'm gonna take that. I think it spreads a little bit too high.
1: That's what I thought would be closer to three. I'll take Dallas uh, plus four and a half. Uh, if you're interested, the money line plus one eighty-five right now on the cowboy. I mean it wouldn't shock me to see Dallas. I'll go in and win this game. I know they struggle a little bit on the road uh, against the Rams, but uh, that Seattle defense, uh, Bruce Irvin is out, right, Derek? I believe that's he's he's done for the year as well. So uh, they took a big hit there as well. But uh, I'll go Dallas as well. Derek, what do you got? Four and a half, fifty-five and a half. 55 uh, and
2: Yeah, Bruce Irvin's out. Um, so I'm actually going three for three. Uh, we're all going
1: on Dallas. Uh, underdogs on the road. Let's get it. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, the Jeff Driscoll show here uh, in Denver. Uh, Drew Locke, another injury casualty from week two. So, uh, Driscoll, uh, they lose Cortland Sutton as well. We know they've already lost Philip Lindsay at home here against Tampa Bay, who does not look great either. You know, barely survives against Carolina. Uh, Brady, the talk is out. As he watched, the noodle arm. We saw Leonard Fournette kind of take over that backfield, maybe, Derek. So, break that down. Uh, your thoughts there. I remember he had a huge game against this team last season, I believe it was. So uh, maybe he's in play for us. So uh, let's finish up here, Derek, Buccaneers and Broncos. We are one injury away from seeing Blake Bortles. Yes, sir. Uh,
2: they, <laughs> Broncos signed in today to be the backup. So uh, that's not good news for, for the Broncos. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in this game as a whole. Maybe a few shares of Jerry Judy. Um, he's already an elite route runner as a rookie. And, you know, Sutton's on IR. Lindsay could miss the game. So maybe a little bit interest there. And then, yeah, you mentioned Ronald Jones fumbled and it kind of became the four net show after that. Uh, interesting to see how that gets split up this week. I just don't have a ton of interest in this game as a whole. Godwin should be back. So don't really want to force Evans in there. Pretty ugly game.
1: Uh, Blaine Gabbert also, uh, in the roster here, Derek. So, uh, old, old Jacksonville (laughs) quarterbacks, all gathering together here in this game. But, uh, uh chop. Let's go to you here. Uh, not as appealing as those last two games. So, anything standing out here? Tampa Bay and Denver.
3: Uh, you know, if this game was reversed and it was in Tampa Bay, I would I'd be locking in the Buccaneers defense. Uh, there is a there is a like hesitation being on the road. There's I don't know the splits exactly, but home defenses are better than road defenses. But boy, the Tampa Bay defense looks good this week. Uh, and Brady. Nice win last week. He still has a noodle arm. I, I apologize to the Brady Truthers, but he's still got a noodle arm right now. But he, he got the ball to Mike Evans, so good for him. I think the big question for me is Fournette and Jones. And I guess the and yeah, I don't Denver doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't want any of that. So I'm gonna defer to beer on this question right here, which is a season long. Do I drop oh like a guy like Michael Gallup? and go and run and get four net before it's too late because it feels like at some point the tide is going to change and he's going to be the guy in Tampa. I'll let you answer that one. I
1: mean, does Gallup have to be the drop? You don't. Yeah, man. If, based on the rules. Your, if he's your worst guy, I mean, that's pretty, pretty
3: solid. Well, based spot. on the rules we have, it's, it's, it's gotta be like, or, or somebody along those, like, like a, uh, a mid-tier wide receiver kind of a guy. I mean,
1: if you said Christian Kirk or something, like, I mean, it, it, to yeah, me it always yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. To, to have running back depth on your bench. And we knew this was kind of going to happen is they were almost looking for an excuse uh, to bench Jones. I don't even think that was his fault on that exchange, but uh, yeah, I, I would probably go get Fournette. I, I don't know. I like dropping Gallup, but uh, meaning to ask you, Chop, we have not gotten any season long updates from you. It used to be a staple <laughs> of the show here, your, your season long team. And, Are we still doing the league? Is it still active?
3: Yes, for sure. Uh, Hey, so
1: how are we looking through two weeks? I mean,
3: I didn't intentionally set out to draft this way, but as the Cowboys go is the way I go. I got Prescott, Gallup, Amari Cooper. So oh boy. look at this it, guy. I didn't I know. Well, I didn't do it. It's just they just <laughs> failed. They they failed to me in the draft. They just failed to me. So sure. and I have Aaron Rodgers,
1: Devontae Adams, <laughs> Aaron Jones. And uh,
3: so I mean, you know, when they had their big week last week, obviously I smoked it. The week before that against the Rams, not so good. So, but Gallup, Gallup's worrying me a little bit as far as a long term hold. He's gonna have because this isn't best ball, you know. I gotta and I gotta choose between Amari and Gallup every week, and man, it's so easy to choose wrong. And Gallup is just kind of like not there a lot of weeks. So, I was just – I was wondering about Fournette because you're right. The the running back depth is so key, man, especially this year. So, and and one of my guys is James Conner. And I I fear for that guy getting broken in half here eventually.
1: Chop, is this a four-team league? Why is Leonard Fournette on waivers?
3: Yeah, there's only eight of us.
1: Okay. Uh, Now it makes
3: sense. All right.
1: Oh, maybe we need to expand this league. get, get me a Noto in there. Make it a 10-teamer. Oh.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of guys from back home, and they take it seriously enough. But, uh, yeah, we, we've tried to bring in other guys before, and that didn't work out too well. I'll just leave it at that.
1: All right. You, you stay with the eight then. So, <laughs> let, let's go look at our final bet of the day. Chop, we'll go to you. We got Tampa Bay, six-point road favorites, uh, just
3: 43 on the total. Six points, huge number on the road, but Denver just don't see him being able to do too much. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Tampa here. I'm gonna go under. I,
1: I could see Tampa really controlling this game uh, and using Fournette, using Jones, uh, and Denver. I mean Driscoll. I mean he, he has had some spirited efforts. I mean hell, they they hung in that game last week. We saw him. Uh, in Detroit, put up some decent games, but against this defense, uh, I I don't know if he's going to be able to do enough, so I'll go under uh, 43 here on the total. Derek, uh, final pick here for week three. Yeah,
2: I'll take the under as well. Don't really uh, like this game as a whole, but uh, yeah, my uh, home league has the opposite problem. We have 14 guys, so there's nobody on waivers.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm my main league is a 14 teamer and that that baby's brew. There's no Leonard Fournette's just just hanging <laughs> around uh to, to to pick up their chop. It it's slim picking. So I apologize, man. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> you you got you got to keep the uh the the old home league going. Eight guys, yeah, 14 too, guys. Hey, this uh, is uh matter.
3: this is oh man, 1997. This is about our 23rd year together. That's awesome. And it's seven seven of us were originals one guy we have no idea where he is now but a
1: bunch of OGs in that bad yeah
3: so, man, crazy. all right
1: well we'll keep uh we'll keep tabs on you chop see how it goes throughout the year but uh guys any final thoughts uh, we ran a little bit long here but a lot of games to cover uh, a lot of bad betting picks for me to give you but uh week three as a whole guys any, anything you want to hit on here before we get out of here chop
3: we'll go to you Just the only thing I would say, you know, if you've had two bad weeks, don't get discouraged. It's this is what NFL is. And just keep plugging in the right process and you will hit a good lineup and make it all up in one week. I guarantee eventually with the right process.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, there were, there were some things last week out of your control to me. I, I love Saquon Barkley as a guy to go back to, he gets hurt. There's nothing you can do about that. I, I don't think the process is wrong. Now, Tyrod, Derek, uh, the process for me and you, maybe we need to pay a little bit more attention to the pregame warmups, but uh, I agree. You know, a, a lot of people had a rough week too. throw it aside. And this should be a fun week here. Some exciting games. Uh, you got a nice split slate of games here, five games on the afternoon window. Uh, A lot more fun to make lineups than when it's three games. So a lot of opportunities out there, a lot of money, a lot of big tournaments. So uh, bounce back, stick with the process, and uh, we got you covered. Make sure you get over to Roto-Grinders and and check out some of the tools. And uh, Lineup HQ is something just makes your life that much easier. So if you haven't used it, come check it out. I I promise it will help you make your process that much better. So, Derek, final thoughts here, week three.
2: Great advice from you, two. I will just say, while it's tempting to force those uh, cheap running backs into your lineups, just make sure they're getting a full workload. I mean, there's a lot of guys that just have question marks, and if you just pay a little bit more, you can get the likes of, you know, Miles Sanders, Kenny Drakes. I prefer them this week.
1: Yeah, love those two guys. Yeah, you may see those two guys in my video this week. Big fan. So, that'll do it here for week three. For my boys, Notorious Head Chopper, Beer saying, salut, guys, best of luck this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, Feel free to go ahead and give us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you want to hit us up on Twitter as well uh, or in the comment section of the video. But, guys, uh, thank you once again for listening, and we're out of here.